You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? What up? What up? Real Coach JB here, man. Another Slapdick Podcast. Hey, um, lots to talk about, man. A lot of little things. Passing of Hank Aaron, the greatest slugger of all time, possibly. Um, 86 years old, passed away today. Um, you know, him and Tommy Lasorda passing away in this last few weeks has just been a shit show. 2020 is continuing to 21. I'm not the world, so I don't control everything. It's gotten better for me, obviously, finding my daughter and after 13 years and different things like that. So the world's not all bad for everyone, right? And uh, we all don't want to bitch and moan like a lot of people do. But 2021 started off uh, with with a lot of deaths of certain people that have just shitty. And it's just continuing to be shitty. But that's life. Death's part of life. And that's what it is. You got to keep pushing. Um, I'm going to call this show Go With Your Gut. I'm going to go with my gut today and talk about some things. And the, the quote of the day is never discredit your gut instinct. Never discredit your gut instinct. Every hire I've ever made has been with my gut. Whether it was a referral, recommendation, whatever it may be. I've always gone with my gut at the end of the day when I hire somebody. And I, when I fire somebody as well. But they are, usually most people fire themselves. And um, so never discredit your gut instinct, man. Um, like I said, title of this show is Go With Your Gut. I'm going to talk about everything. Um, and a lot of it is going to be about the hiring and the firing process of the NFL What's going on in that regard? Uh, Patrick Mahomes being cleared. If you thought the NFL wasn't going to clear him, you guys are very naive and narrow-minded and near and 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 really blinded of uh, what's going on. Because if you think the NFL, who has not missed a game due to COVID this year, was going to allow the biggest money maker and biggest money taker, Patrick Mahomes, to miss this game, you're very much fooling yourself. So we'll get into all that. I'm going to tell you guys the real when it comes to this hiring process and who's getting hired and why. And it's not just so black and white like everyone thinks, even though it really is black and white. It's really white with some sprinkles of black. And I'm going to get into why that is and the realness of that and how Eric Bieniemy don't have a job and everyone's bitching and moaning and saying why. And people are saying he's the orchestrator of the offense. And I want to tell you guys, shut the fuck up. No, he's not. I know Eric well. Grew up with him. Darian Hagen, University of Colorado. All grew up together. There's a reason. He will be a head coach, I believe. And it'll be a good one. But it's because it's gonna it's gonna be because of relationship building and structure and discipline, not because of him playing calling. You think Andy Reid hired him from the Vikings? He came right over and he fucking put his offense in and changed everything. Andy Reid's been doing this a long time, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, just so we're clear, this show's brought to you by Believe, um, and obviously that's the platform we're on. And Bet Online is the sponsor of this show, the Slapdick Podcast. Uh, we also got a new sponsor, Kansas City Stakes, and also Just Live, which is Clay Thompson, um, and uh, you know, uh, 
quite a few people involved in just live it's a cbd oil company i i i'm using the pills like some vitamin c pills they give you some chewables cbd uh a oil rub similar to a biofreeze and then i took a sleeping pill they give you a cbd sleeping pill a that's it's actually knocked my ass out so so far i'm, I'm impressed um so check it out um Bet online though is uh, been with Slapdick Podcast for a while, and and having the Super Bowl right around the corner. If you're looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, BetOnline.ag is the best and the only place to lock it in. I'll be going to Vegas this weekend, uh, Caesar's Palace. I'll go in and bet a few games. I'm gonna take my daughter to eat on Sunday after my coaching one-on-one show, 9 a.m. Pacific, um, exclusively on YouTube. So members only, 9 a.m. this Sunday. Then I'll be headed to Vegas, take my daughter out there for the day. We'll, we'll spend the night, come back Monday, and I'm going uh, to use bet online, obviously. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet. So from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes, so get you some blackjack on. I play blackjack on there all the time. Uh, head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Kansas City Steaks, also a sponsor. I'm going to get into it later on during the show. I got some steaks from them. Fucking amazing. Make sure you check it out. I, I posted it on my social media the other day. I'll post it again today. Hank Aaron passed away, man. Tommy the Sorter last week. Shitty part, opening part of 2021. Even though the first 22 days have been better, I guess. Uh, like I said, obviously better than... than last 13 years for me but um you know there's been some shitty parts of it as well you know we got a new president obviously so the lesser of two evils there hopefully we'll see how that unfolds you know he's putting out a hundred day hope for reinstatement of schools and this and that and we'll see um vaccine's been a shit show so far we'll see how that ends up unfolding he's trying to push that and uh and then we got Just Live. I told you there's another ad uh, for the Slapdick Podcast. So, like I said, I'm going to get into all those. Go with your gut, name of this show, and I'm going to tell you why. Like I said, every coach I've ever hired or fired, I've gone with my gut. And I believe that's truly, you can never go wrong with you. Go, when you don't ever discredit your gut instinct, like I said. And um, I wish more presidents, owners, GMs, and principals would go with their gut. Too bad it's too bureaucratic and political. That's unfortunate because it keeps a lot of coaches like myself out of the profession. And a lot of coaches that are held out for long enough end up doing something else. Because coaches have kept guys out, not only like myself, but a lot of friends I know have kept them out so long where they just said, you know what, I've chased a four-year Division One dream long enough, I'm out. And I'm going to go into pharmaceuticals, or I'm going to go into this, or I'm going to do this. And unfortunately, it's a lot of jealous ones envy. A lot of these coaches know guys like myself will out recruit their ass out structure and coach them out discipline them plus build relationships with the kids who are 90 percent black and have their best interests at heart no matter what that means we won't kiss ass suck dicks and bow down to the bureaucrat and politician and that's just what it is and i've said play the game I've taught play the game, play the game, right? It's in my book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Play the game. Well, listen, I've played the game long enough. I've taught kids and coaches how to play the game. 
And I'm so happy that a lot of those kids and coaches have learned how to play the game and now have accelerated their careers and are now in the profession where they want and what profession they want to be in. And I'm, I'm elated. I can go to sleep at night. For people like me, people say, well, JB, you'll never be hired because you're rough around the edges or this, this, and this. The truth is it's a jealous one's envies game. The truth is white privilege don't exist for me. The truth is I help too many brothers, sisters. The truth is if you give me a polo with your emblem, I will take over the profession. That is the truth. I'm not trying to be boastful or cocky, but that's the truth. Because kids will run through a wall for me because I'll get the best players in the country every year. I'll retain them. They won't enter the transfer portal. And I would have a powerhouse, say, at Idaho fucking state. I don't care where it is. That's what people are scared of. Coaches are scared of that because they know I'll out-recruit them and beat their ass. And that's just the truth. And they'll kiss your ass as long as you have something they want. But remember, when they, when they hire you away from, from what you have, and which are kids, someone like me, can't hire JB to the four-year level because then guess what? We can't get his players no more. Then that means JB will get all the players himself to that four-year that he takes over. I've been told this by several big-time four-year guys. Trust me. I know what it really is. But everyone today is bitching and moaning about Urban Meyer, who has no NFL experience, who... We'll get into it. Dan Campbell and everyone's his whole lion speech that he made the other day. Nick Sirianni, who the fuck that is, right? Sala at the Jets, who's don't never been a head coach. He's you know, Texans haven't hired anybody. So why hasn't Eric Bieniemy been hired? Da, 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 da. Quit bitching and moaning. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Understand why it's so white versus black. Why 90% of the players are black, but 90% of the coaches are white. Why is that? And why do we continue to bitch and moan and not try to fix the problem? First of all, fixing the problem is going to take black billionaires and several of them to come together and buy an NFL team. But you don't understand. These old white owners. The Jerry Joneses. The Robert Crafts. These guys are multi-billionaires. Who are invested long term. With big time good old boy money. And they will keep the average Joe. Black Joe. Out of an NFL seat. In ownership. Jay-Z can go in and. Talk to the NFL owners and they'll film in and it'll look like great PR with Roger Goodell. But Jay-Z can't buy no NFL team. He's a billionaire. He's maybe worth a billion. Him and Beyonce together. Jerry Jones is worth $50 billion. See, you have to understand, they're multi-billionaires. They're going to keep you down. A billion dollars is all your money. You can't buy an NFL team with all your money you have. 
So you have to get Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye West, any black billionaire, Tiger Woods, to come in and get investors on top of your money and buy an NFL team. But easier said than done because owners like Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, are going to keep you out because it's a jealous one's envy. And understand Less black owners equal less black GMs equal less black coaches equal more black players <laughs> equal white more white coaches equal more white GMs. So quit bitching and moaning about Eric Bieniemy don't have a job. He's another brother that got fucked. I agree to an extent. I don't agree to an extent because you're gonna either tuck your tail. Put your head between your ass and kiss your ass goodbye. Or you're going to be part of the prop, a solution, and go figure out how to beat it. And that's getting owners, billionaires, to get together and figure out how to get an NFL seat at the table. Until that happens, you're not going to have NFL black coaches at the rate that everyone's saying. Stephen A. Smith. All these people that are talking about shame on you owners. Shame on you owners for not having black coaches, more of them. It's not shame on the owners. It's been shame on the owners. They don't give a fuck, though. But it's not their obligation to hire black coaches. So why are you thinking that? It's not, it's not, it's not fucking Bezos' job to end world hunger. Oh, Bezos has too much money. Uh, he needs to give back. Why do you need that much money? He earned the fucking money. What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to bitch and moan? That's what's wrong with the world. We're too fucking soft and enabled to expect a handout for every single fucking thing. I tell my daughter yesterday, she's telling me, oh, you don't have Apple iTalk on your phone, on your channel changer? I said, what? You just talk into your remote and it changes. It looks for the channel you want or it looks for the show. You don't got to type it in. I'm like, holy fuck. That's the problem. Everything is instant gratification enabled. Do it for me. Do it now. Nah, man. There's no more go work for it. Bloody your knuckles up. Blood, sweat, and tears. Shit. Now, listen. I am all for work less if you can. I'm all, I'm all for you know work smart, not hard. I'm all for all that shit. But at some point, you're going to lose some gratification. There's still self-gratification. I still want to win, beat your ass, because I grinded and have some blood, sweat, and tears. It's hard for me to sit back. But that's generational. I understand. It's different. I'm all for you, man. You make a billion dollars doing nothing, sitting at your house on a computer? Fuck it. So be it, man. I'm all for it. But just don't try to force me into believing that I don't need to work hard and I just need to work smarter. That shit's a 1% thing, man. A lot of, well, coach, just don't do that. Do this. Well, it's easy to say when you have money. And I understand. Scared money don't make money. I do believe that. But at the same time, it takes money to make money. And a lot of these people that say this shit to you have money or have money handed down to them or what have you. Very few people I know are self-made millionaires and billionaires and tell you that same story 
Most of it's been handed to them. And then they start telling people, oh, it's easy. Just do this. No, it's not. You got money handed to you, motherfucker. Donald Trump's money was handed to his ass. So just understand, a lot of these millionaire and billionaires are generational money. There's not a lot of fucking self-made guys out there. But the generation, this new generation, has begun a little bit multiple entrepreneurship type of people. And they are starting to make their own money. And kudos to them. I'm all for it. I don't care. I'm not against any generation as long as they do the right thing at the end of the day. But I do believe a little bit of self-gratification and fucking instant gratification and fucking enablement has become huge. And it's trickled down to kids transferring high schools, colleges, how soft we are, societal, all that shit. But anyway, if there's no black owners, that means there's going to be very little, very few black GMs, which are going to equate to less black coaching hires. I mean, I don't understand what's so hard to, be, to believe. I don't understand. But people want to just bitch about right at the fucking thing. Well, there's no black coaches. It's Roger Goodell's fault. It's the owners. Dude, they don't give a fuck. So you have to change it. And it's going to take an army to get a black owning NFL seat. Till that happens, there won't be black coaches at the at the hiring rate that you all want. Is it fucked up? Maybe. But take it. You got to go take it. Nobody's giving it to you. Just how it is in life, man. Got to go take it. And we're going to get into it all, man. Go with your gut. And that's why I'm going with my gut. I think presidents, principals, and, and, and admin needs to hire more with their gut. But they won't do it because it's a jealous one's business. They don't want JB to come in to go to University of Tennessee and, and out-recruit Nick Saban. That's not what they want. They don't want JB to go to fucking Tennessee and fucking turn this place into something special. This guy JB is going to do it? No. Because they, they have to do what's the safe and comfortable and normal procedure. Hire somebody within the profession already. Some dude that don't give a fuck about the black kids. They can't even write a fucking Black Lives Movement speech without a PR guy. And it takes them two weeks. Instead of getting your kids on sweatsuits and your tire and walking down the street that day. I don't know. You know, you got to play the game and all that shit, but I'm done playing the game. I'm at 44 is what it is. I mean, I'll teach, preach to play the game, but I'm not going to kiss ass and, and suck dicks just to coach at your inner institution to help kids because helping kids is what this should be about for all involved. And unfortunately it's not because I tell you, I tell you every day it's a meat market and the kids are pieces of meat and the black coaches and black assistants and those type of people need to understand they're also pieces of meat in this meat market. And until they put their foot down and say, you know what? Fuck it. I won't let my players play. Go to your school. We'll just go play with Dion at the HBCUs. It ain't going to change. But that's the investment of the parent and the kid to understand what he's getting into. Why do you think the transfer portal is so fucking populated right now? Because those kids and parents don't do any investigative research. They don't do, they're not the CEO of themselves. They're going because Alabama has six indoor fields. (laughs) 
and Nike and this and that. But see, I argue they go to Alabama because Nick Saban gets you to the NFL and coaches you up and structures an environment better than anywhere else. See, there's a, there's a devil's advocate in me saying these things as well. I'm saying the HBCU has a horrible reputation of coaches that do a good job. <laughs> That's the truth. But until there's a bigger, larger investment from these higher-ups because shit rolls downhill, you're not going to get black coaches at the rate that you guys want. Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman. Oh, it's fucked up. It's shitty. But why is it shitty? You don't say why. You just say shame on you owners. That ain't what it is. That's not what it is. It's not just shame on them only. You guys have to understand that and start fucking figuring out how to turn over rocks. Jeremy Pruitt's fired at University of Tennessee for fucking stuffing McDonald's bags full of money, they say. First of all, I've been seeing a lot worse than that in my career, in my life. Second of all, that's not even the truth. Third of all, it's always skewed and you never know really what the truth is. Fourth of all, players are leaving Tennessee at a high rate so that he must have liked Jeremy Pruitt. And fifth, um, the transfer portal is fucking going nuts right now. And uh, most kids, except... You know, besides the hater ask little kids are going to get there. Most of them like Pruitt and are standing up for him. So, you know, when people want you out, they just they do certain things to get you out. And if they have to say McDonald's bags were stuffed, where's the McDonald's bag? Do they have it? Do they have it on film? Do they show it No. You know, it's just all hearsay. It's bullshit. They wanted them out. And now Tennessee has to hire a coach and uh, they're going to be behind again because recruiting's been already started. And now they're going to give this new guy who's going to be a recycled guy a job. And now that's going to happen. And now you're going to be wondering why he's on such a short lease. Well, fuck, you got your ass kicked in recruiting year one. So you're now retaining this Jeremy Pruitt's talent. You didn't want it in the first place. Don't fish your personnel. It doesn't, it's not your culture. It's not this and that. But you won't get three years because admin and fucking bureaucratic politicians won't give you but two they'll fire you and pay you out for your third and redo this again in two and a half years. That's what this business is. Until you understand it to you, all you guys listening, you'll under, until you understand this, then, then hopefully you'll stop being part of the problem and not the solution because everyone is part of the problem right now. Be part of the solution. We got too many problematic dudes. So I don't know. But I want to drop the second ad, man. Kansas City Steaks. you got to check out these steaks. I'm telling you right now, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking to place any bet on any sports, you got to go make sure that you're going to eat a good-ass steak while you're doing it. And I'm telling you right now, these Kansas City Steaks are unbelievable. Um, big games, you need big steaks. Kansas City Steaks has, been, has the cuts to, to crave your celebration during the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. Save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates and big flavor. Mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders. Mac and cheese melts. Shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. 
Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Got to have them for this weekend's games. Hit them up, check it out. And like I said, uh, they're fucking juicy. They're good as hell. Medium rare, I recommend. The best cook, um, the best uh, sear. But check it out, Kansas City Steaks. Great, great ass fucking uh, meat, man. Um, so Dirk Cutter has been an OC in the profession for a long time. He started off San Francisco State University with Andy Reid and some other people, buddies of mine. He started off, he retired today, 40 years in the business. You know, so there's going to be an OC opening there. You know, Urban Meyer hired Bevel, who used to be the Seattle Seahawks OC. Um, you know, you've got the, 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 the Indianapolis Colts OC gets the job with the Eagles tells me what who's the OC like that's a Frank Reich system who was who balled under Frank Reich fucking Wentz right so guess what the Eagles did they hired a Frank Reich guy a young coach 39 this guy named fucking what is his name fucking Sirianni or whatever Nick Sirianni, 39 years old. And that tells me they don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy. And they paid fucking Wentz a lot of money. And when you pay guys a lot of money, the next guy that gets fired is the GM. Because the owner ain't going nowhere. So you already got rid of the coach. Now the GM's next if Jalen Hurts don't work. Jalen Hurts is not the guy, apparently, and they're going to go with fucking Wentz. Mark my words. That's why they hired Seriani. So, again, <laughs> understand that's what this business is. Black owners equal black GMs equal black coaches. White owners equal white GMs equal white coaches equal black players. Telling you. But this is the deal. This is the question and I'm, that I'm being asked by fans and friends of mine. Can black coaches lead can they structure an environment can they build practice schedules can they instill discipline and structure can they create a plan of attack from day one in winter ball from the strength conditioning nutrition aspect all the way through to study halls and college level or in the nfl level can they construct conduct a meeting that is conducive for kids, for grown folks that make millions of dollars success. Remember, the players in the NFL are on a different galaxy than college players are. Urban Meyer will find, understand, will soon understand this. It's not a different world. Jimmy Johnson said it last weekend. It's a different galaxy of, of difference. The galaxy of difference as far as what you're going to have to endure when dealing with a professional football player compared to a college one. And I can argue college ones are getting worse and worse by the day. So can Urban Meyer succeed? I think he can. I think he knows what football is supposed to look like. But remember, this is an experience-based life we live. It's not a guess. You need the hands-on experience. So... <clears throat> Does Urban have enough time or in two or three years is he going to say, you know what, I have health issues again, I'm out. 
but he got the job, right? They hired him over a lot of other guys. Tells you it's who you know, not what you know. He has a Florida connection, obviously. He knows those people probably from when he was at Florida. He had games there and practices and et cetera, and he met people, of course. And he has, I, I believe he's, him and Saban are the two best college coaches there are. I think it was Pete Carroll was one. I think Saban was two. And then I think Urban was right there at 2A or 2B. Then you got Dabo at third or fourth. So now it's 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 Saban and Dabo. But at the time, I think Urban Meyer was right there, obviously. And he's won everywhere he's been. NFL's a different ball game. He's hired an OC that has NFL. I think he's going to be more of a GM type instead of a micromanager type. Even though I think he'll still get after the coaches like he does I just think that he'll do it a little differently at this level because I believe he's going to understand and he's going to have to become a motivator um, and, and and motivate grown folks is going to be a task um, to say the least in my opinion so we're going to see um, I'm rooting for him I like Urban Meyer but um I don't know. Now, Dan Campbell has all this shit uproar about how he came out and gave a speech. Everyone's saying, if I was a Detroit Lions fan, I would be worried because the speech is a joke and da 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 Listen, if you know who Dan Campbell is, he's a nutty, gritty, tough-skinned player. Played tight end, right? He coached, took over the Miami Dolphins and led them to, I think, a 5-7 and seven record, but he actually had the Cats playing hard if you watch that season that he took over as the interim. Dan Campbell was up for the job at the at the Dolphins after that year and just didn't get it, probably too young. But he makes this speech, and everybody equates that speech to what Eric Bieniemy said yesterday and saying, listen, I want to be a head coach, but if the timing's not right, it's not right, da-da-da-da-da. Right? He said everything you wanted to hear. Again, Dan Campbell didn't go in there to kiss ass. He's in Detroit, roughneck, Motor City, fucked up water system, all kind of shit going on in that area, right? He needed. To, he needs to be a roughneck guy. Do I agree with the hire? I probably. I, I don't say I agree with the hire. Is he the guy for Detroit? I don't. I don't know. Right? You never know. It's always a gamble. But people are bitching and moaning about the Dan Campbell hire, the Nick Sirianni hire with the fucking Eagles, the Urban Meyer hire. Urban's probably the least scrutinized hire because of who he is. Right? Even though he's never coached in the NFL. And then you got the Salah at the Jets. And then the Texans haven't hired. And everyone's watching that because Deshaun Watson, is he going to bounce if they don't get Biennemi? Listen, Biennemi didn't get hired from Andy Reid and leave the Vikings, come to the Chiefs, revamp the offense, and now is the guru. It was Andy Reid's, okay? Relax. It's Andy Reid's now. just want you guys to understand. The enemy hasn't been a head coach either. So that's a less black and white thing to me than a lot of the other hires. The Nick Seriani, Dan Campbell, those hires to me are more disturbing than not hiring Eric Bienemy. Because there's also other black coaches out there that are more deserving and more experienced, in my opinion, than Nick Seriani and Dan Campbell. Why didn't those guys get a, a, a job like Caldwell's and fucking Romeo Crennel's and Coach JB? They're too old. 
Okay, cool. You don't want to go with the older cat? I understand. Sirianni's 39. Dan Campbell's 39. Urban Meyer's, uh, you know, 55-ish. Salah's 43. So, I get it. You want to go younger? Cool. I'm all for it. I think this is a young man's game now. I think the college game's getting younger. The NFL game's getting younger. No question, right? You got McVay and the Rams. You got Packers uh, head coach now. You got some young cats. Clingsbury at fucking Arizona. It's a young man's game. Get it. I'm all with it. There's also young brothers out there that are very, very qualified as coordinators. The same as these cats are. That won't even get an interview, though. So there's a, still a problem. The Rooney Rule is a slap in everyone's face. If I was a black coach, I wouldn't even entertain a Rooney Rule interview. Don't go. If you want to change something, don't take the interview. Because there's slaps in our, your face, our face, everyone's face in the profession. There, it's a slap in your face to go to the interview knowing you're not going to get the job. Marvin Lewis did it many times. I talked to Marvin Lewis about it one time, and he was like, you know, I said, listen, why would you even go? Do you think that changes the game? He said, you know what, it might change the game, JB, if I don't go. But at the same time, you got to go for younger brothers to see that you took an interview. It's a fucked up spot they got you in. It is what it is. That's what it is. But until we have black ownership, leadership, general managers at the, with the black skin tone, you're not going to get more black coaches, period. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can't convince me otherwise. Did you guys watch the, the the Senate voting when they when they when they voted in Biden? How many brothers you see walking around that motherfucker? <laughs> how many guys you see? How many brothers you see in the House or in the Senate? Come on, man. Until you get certain people, and that's after Obama was president. Come on, man. You guys, you don't understand. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than rap. Shit. That's Freeway Rick, right? So, I'm talking about the Rosé Rick, not my Freeway Rick. But anyway, you got to understand that, and it's deeper than that, and you have to understand. So, with that being said, I'm going to break it up and get into just live and just understand. It's a CBD oil company. I highly recommend it. Clay Thompson. Um Alex Morgan, the female soccer player. Uh, there's a few people involved in investment and in, who own it, and uh, I believe it's a great, great thing. Hey, guys, it's a new year, and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis was trying here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep, and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? No doubt. Just live. Check it out, fellas. I'm telling you, uh, I'll post it uh, on my social medias as well as Kansas City Steaks. So 
Slapdick Podcast is growing, getting more ads, uh, more supporters and sponsors. So I appreciate the support uh, from you guys. Uh, so I'll make sure I keep dishing out real and raw and uncut content just like I do on my coaching show on Sundays. And I'll get the Slapdick backup line on uh, YouTube as well. Live YouTube um, starting next week. So, but listen, man, um, I don't know. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying to you. Um, that's just really what it is. I mean, going back to can brothers be organized, structured, disciplined, control a practice, control an environment? I believe they can. Um, I don't believe they're being allowed to. That's the difference when people ask me, my friends, my colleagues, my brothers ask me. Well, can brothers really do it? Well, I don't believe they have the experience to. So, A, I don't know if they can because not enough of them have a shot at doing so, number one. Number two, I do know brothers that can, but their shot is very minimal, meaning they'll get a shot, and it's twofold. They'll get a shot, but they don't get the same leeway, shorter leash than the white counterpart. That's just my opinion. I've seen it in my person. That's what I've seen, my experience. Two part of that is higher coaches like Willie Taggart, Charlie Strong, that are more go-getting recruiters and assistant coaches by nature, by fit, than they are head coaches, and then they falter and they flounder as, as the head coach, and they're not very good. They're shitty, really, right? Guess what it does? It gives a black eye, no pun intended, to the black coach for future hires. Does that make sense? So now the AD president is saying, okay, Willie Taggart had his shot at Oregon, Florida State, two major Power 5 programs, and was shitty, basically. Why would I give another brother a shot? Now, is that racist? Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's the, you know, if they really said it like that, but at the same time, it's results-oriented business, and you didn't perform and earn results. That's really what happened. So the next young brother coming up is not going to get the chance. Because why? Presidents and ADs are 99% white, just like 100% of the NFL owners are white. And until that changes... I mean, Vanderbilt has the first black athletic director in SEC history. She's female as well. First black female AD at Vanderbilt. What year is it? 2020 this happened. Then they fire the black head coach, good friend of mine, Derek Mason, because he didn't get results. No offense, he's my boy. He's in my book. He, he gave me a quote. Derek Mason is a hell of a D coordinator. Great recruiter. But unfortunately, unless you get experience at the helm, your job is to earn results. And he didn't. Willie Taggart didn't. Charlie Strong didn't. Lovey Smith didn't. Guess what happens? Illinois hires Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema hasn't really done shit. I know Brett, too. He was at Wisconsin, did okay. You know, had a good run there. Went to Arkansas and was average Joe. You know, he, he did okay. 
I've known Brett since he was a linebacker coach at Kansas State and recruited Mar- uh, Marvin Simmons from me. That was his fuck long time ago. And it's all who you know. It's not what you know, man. I'm going to tell you that straight motherfucking up. <laughs> That's the truth. I will coach against any of these motherfuckers at any time. We can get on the board at any time. I will. We can do whatever any of these cats want to talk about. And I'll out recruit every single one of the motherfuckers. That's why they won't hire me. Plus, I'm an advocate for brothers. I like to help young brothers out, especially inner city folks. And white privilege don't exist for me. It is what it is. But I played the game long enough. It's time for me to say, you know what? Move on. I either move on to do something else, sell whiskey and cigars, slap dick style, right? Or I do this fucking podcast or I fucking do this or that. But at the same time, I still want to help kids and that's what it is all about. So maybe I coach again somewhere. But as like I said, if I do, it's going to have to be some autonomy in there and I'm going to have to do it my way and some type of way. I understand protocols and procedures, too, and understand there's hierarchy. But at the same time, until we change some of the hierarchy in a positive manner, there will not be more black hires. So get over it. Not, Don't stop fighting it. Get over it and stop bitching, though. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Get these billionaire black brothers, owners, females and males alike, to get a seat at the NFL table. Not just come in and do a PR stunt to talk about it. Go be about it. Then you can change the narrative. Until then, it's going to be the same old shit, different toilet bowl, brother. Sorry to be honest and truthful. That's just what it is. Look at some of these hires. It's fucking horrible, right? Some of these coaches they hired is a slap in the profession's face. These coach, these players ain't going to listen to these motherfuckers. I bet you Urban Meyer won't, get, won't be listened to unless he wins right out the gate. He's going to be looked at sideways, too. NFL players are going to be like, man, especially the veterans, man. Anyone over 30, 35 are going to be like, man, this motherfucking college guy I don't know how to talk to. I'm looking at him sideways. I'm telling you that's just how it is. There's only a few Belichick's, Pete Carroll's, these guys, Andy Reid's. There's a respect factor in that thing that's embedded. And usually... Mike Singletary's of the world. These guys that played at a high level are usually the worst fucking coaches, man. I'm being honest. So, I don't know why that is, man. I really don't. But it is that way. And it's shitty, but that's what it is. I mean, I'm sorry, but shit. Uh, That's really what the fucking thing comes down to. So... I don't know, man. I'm just trying to give you some insight on this thing, especially the the, the be enemy deal. Um, you know, <laughs> I want to make sure people understand that um, it's just not it's just not what you think. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that's just what the business entails until we change it. It ain't going to change. So quit bitching. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Need more black owners to get more black GMs to hire more black coaches. And if not, you're going to see Nick Sirianni, Dan Campbell, 
and fucking guys like that. Hopefully, Eric Bieniemy takes the Texan job because everybody's watching. Deshaun Watson is to see if he stays or goes. So we'll see. Tennessee has to hire a guy. Uh, there's NFL jobs open right now. Mahomes is going to be cleared. I mean, if you don't think he was going to be cleared after what this COVID year has shown, the NFL don't give a fuck about your health. <laughs> they give a fuck about money. So Mahomes was going to play. Please believe it. So anyway, hey, man, you guys be safe. Like I said, look me up if, if you're in Vegas this weekend. I'll be somewhere around. And uh, and uh, bet online, man. I'm going to go out there and try to win me some coin. All right, so we'll see. LeBron dominated last night against Giannis. Like I said, Giannis is overrated again. To me, I equate him as like a Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield type. Can't win the big one. Don't show up in big games. He'll score 40 every other night. Has no jumper, no skill set. He is Shaq with a more leaner athletic body. Uh, he, he has no jumper, no left, no fucking mid-range. He is shitty in my book. Don't I don't know how you guys keep voting him as a fucking MVP. He's no show in the playoffs. And LeBron showed him last night that he got bitched. You're my bitch again. So um, AD's just doing minimal shit. I mean, LeBron's minutes are down. The Lakers have so much depth that it's going to save their legs, I believe. And the Lakers are going to be very hard to beat, man. The Nets are just showing what they are. There's no way Steve Nash can control the narrative there. They're going to have to get rid of Kyrie. He is doesn't have a sharing, non-selfish bone in his body. If you think he's not... He missed two weeks and shot the fucking ball 38 times. Game one of his return. Get the fuck out of here. And Harden shot it 14 times. And they're saying Harden might run the point now, Kyrie to the two. Let's see how that goes. I say it's a bomb waiting to fucking implode in New Jersey. I believe it's going to be split up before it ever gets any fucking real deal continuity. And I believe Kyrie has to go. Or Nash needs to do a better job on minutes and fucking put him with the the sixth, put him with the backup guys so he can get his shot and they'll become a little deeper. But they gave up 150 fucking points to Cleveland. They got more issues than just those three fuckers playing. They should have never got rid of Jared Allen. They have no middle presence. And uh, I'm not a basketball guy, but I know sports, man. I'll tell you that. They lost a lot with Jared Allen and they're going to struggle. And I don't believe they're going to be that fucking good. That's just me. Now, talent will usually proceed, preside uh, over people and, and they'll win. But I think, I don't believe they're winning shit this year and they can't beat the Lakers in seven. So it is what it is. Hey, man, you guys be safe out there, healthy. Wear a mask if you have to or shut the fuck up. Hey, man, appreciate you guys. And, uh, Look me up in Vegas and uh, see you soon next week in uh, Sunday Coaching 101 show. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance.
chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. I'm fighting God, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, you fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you.